0: Welcome back to what do you want to watch the show hosted by myself, Nathan English, and usually David Dirks, but because he was so excited that Mizzou finally, after years of just decrepit basketball made the NCAA tournament this year, that he went streaking down I-29 headed towards St. Joe, which if you're from St. Joe was actually not an unusual act for people to partake in. Um, He was then promptly arrested um, and is currently in a holding cell right now, pending bail. Um, and he won't be out for a little bit. So I'm going to be recording a solo pod here, and I'm going to talk about how Mizzou will break our hearts again because that's what Mizzou always does. Uh, David can't say anything to stop me. So it's a March Madness preview. Listen to it and fill out a bracket and then lose to your mother who's never watched a game of basketball because that's what everybody does. Uh, Sorry, Mom, I know you actually do watch basketball. You may watch more college basketball now than I do, but I'll never forgive you for guessing that Butler was going to make the Final Four the first year that they did because that was ridiculous and nobody should have been able to figure that out. Um, Love you, Mom. That was a long intro. Let's start the podcast. M-I-Z.
1: C-O-U. Come on. Come
0: on. Uh, yeah, David Come is happy. Out. The The Missouri Tigers hailing from Columbia are a seven seed in this tournament. They will open against Utah State as underdogs, despite being a better seed than Utah State. Um, I'm because... ready for the
1: second round exit. Yeah. <laughs> because we have to play Arizona next. You may have to teams. strap in
0: for the first round exit because Utah State has a better Ken Palm ranking than we do. Oh, um, yeah. Bro, you've seen me so tweet just,
1: about that, haven't
0: you? <laughs> just, yeah, I have. Uh, did you know, actually, fun stat, we're just going to talk about Mizzou first because we don't really get the opportunity to talk about Mizzou athletics in a positive light, like, ever. Um, first, they're they they're number one in luck, in Ken Palm luck stats. Um, which it's got to be good, right? better to be lucky than good. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's fantastic. David seven C. Do you feel like that is the right number for Mizzou? And do you think that they are going to make a run in this tournament? Or do you think it's going to be a quick exit? That's a two part question. Just answer however you want.
1: I think comparing to other teams based on just where they're seated and, and ranking wise, Honestly, I think they probably should have been higher, to be completely honest. Um, teams that had as many quad one wins as Mizzou and, like Mizzou, didn't lose a quad two, three, or four game were all one, two, or three seeds. And it's like, That's it's fair. like oh, Kansas, Houston, um, Gonzaga. It's like, boom, boom, boom. And then at the end, it's Mizzou at seven, you know? Mm. And uh, it's just really interesting. You know, and I've been upset that that week we beat number 12 Iowa State by 17 and then they didn't rank us. And it was like, Mm -hmm. what? So maybe, I don't know, maybe pity party. They don't respect Mizzou. Who cares? I guess if we win this year, maybe they will. But I just think they probably could have been a little higher. Um, I even think them beating Tennessee for the second time pretty handily and actually staying with Alabama the whole game and nearly, you know, pulled the upset out, I think. Was actually made them, uh, you know, help them look really, really good. But honestly, I'm happy with it. Like, I think I don't know this for sure, but a seven seed's probably the highest since that 2012 season um, when we were the three seed. I don't know that for sure, um, but it's been a while, and I'm excited. I think I think we can win this first game. It'll be tough to be Arizona, but I have seen one list. I've not even looked for more, but one is enough to make me excited. Um, that Mizzou is like a sneaky, like, could they go on a run? Just with the type of op, you know, they they lead their second in all of Division I in amount of steals, like, per game. They're averaging, like, 18, 19 steals a game, which is just ridiculous in uh, the way they can shoot, when they can shoot. They are a the kind of team that, check me on that, Nathan, on the steals, because that seems kind of high. Um they are a kind of team if they're shooting and like the way they can just steal and you know, fast break turnover, like in the tournament when you get that kind of momentum, that can become a game where you um, you know, go on a run. Um so that, you know, seeing one list is enough to make me excited. But mm-hmm. Arizona's stacked. They're stacked.
0: Um, I'm still trying to verify this. Uh, steals. What'd you say for the steals? What was the stat that you gave again?
1: I thought they were averaging like 18 steals a game, but that seems kind of high.
0: Yeah, no, that's not true. Um the stat uh, used to college? No. That'd I'm looking. So crazy. They only, they have, they're averaging 10.3 steals a game. Gotcha. Um, which is, is still good. I mean, that's still really good. They're tough. They're tough defensively. Um,
1: that's, well, yeah. that's, I think that's probably where they've been heard is like, they don't have the greatest defense at times kind of thing.
0: Yeah, well, and also Mizzou is incredibly streaky. Um, they just have streaky shooters and they're on there they look like a top 10 team and when they're off, they look like dog crap. Um, <laughs> so, and quite frankly, to be honest with everyone, Mizzou is the only team i really paid close attention to this year in college basketball, because they're actually kind of good in the past. I would just watch a couple of Mizzou games. And as soon as they played a ranked opponent and lost by 25, I would just dip. Um, so this year, yeah, I I'm excited for Mizzou. I think they will make the round of 32, which it's been a while since they've won a tournament game. I don't remember the last time the Tigers won a tournament game. Um, it's, it's, it's been a long time. So
1: yeah, I know the last two, it's been first round
0: exits. That'll, that'll be, that'll be a gift quite honestly, if they can just do that. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's, you gotta, you gotta be looking up. I mean, this turnaround um, nearly double the win total Um, or did he double the win total from last it was year? 12
1: and 12 and 21. Was yeah.
0: So last year, double the win total from last year Um, in the, in the first year under a new head coach. He hasn't really even got to recruit a whole lot yet. Um, you got to think that a lot of these major contributors for Mizzou are going to stick around for another year or two at least. So, you know, Mizzou is never going to be one of those teams that is going to be a perennial top ten team because there's just the way college sports work. You kind of got to be a blue blood or get one of the one of the best coaches, and Mizzou is not unfortunately going to get a. You know, one of the five best coaches in college basketball, or one of the five best players ever again. They had one shot at it with Michael Porter Jr. He got injured, didn't work out. That's the way it goes, yeah, but they can they can be a solid team that makes sweet sixteen runs in the tournament they can they can develop into that with you know with a solid program, and they did that in the past. They did that under Mike Anderson. they can do it again, um so I'm yeah. excited that well, I at least will get the opportunity to root for them,
1: yeah, exactly. And it feels like that year they won, They made the tournament with an injured Michael Porter. We were all like, they're not going to win this game. Like Michael yeah, Porter's no. playing, and he's hurt, and he actually kind of hurt them. Um, but yeah, like this is a team that could make a run. I already mentioned that, but now that I have stats, they're third in the entire Division One. I, I don't know why I said it like that. They're third in all of Division One basketball in steals per game, and the other two ahead of them are like FCS teams I've never heard of. SEC-wise – they're second in field goal percentage. their first in three-point percentage. their second in free throw percentage. Uh, Assist-wise, they are second. 16 and point two assists per game. Steals, they're going to be first, obviously. It's like, that's really good.
0: They, and they, they won games where it mattered. Yeah. They didn't fold oh. right away in the SEC tournament, which is what Mizzou teams have done in the past. They made it to yeah. a semifinal and played an Alabama team close. You know, and... Yeah. This is something that Mizzou, they seem to always struggle in big-time in big time games. And, you know, turn, you wouldn't think around a 64 game is really a big-time game because, quite frankly, it's not. But for Mizzou, it is for some reason. And they would mm-hmm. crap the bed almost every time. So may, this team has shown that they're not going to do that.
1: What's really insane is Mizzou has not lost a game this year when they've scored over 70 points. I kid you not. That is... Yeah. And any any game that's been within five or fewer points, they've won. So they've either they've either been blown out, which, you know, in their eight losses, again, all quad one wins, which is just weird that it felt like that. blown, blown mm-hmm. out by Kansas. Arkansas, they did lose by six, uh, right after beating the ranked Illinois and Kentucky. That was kind of when that started. A couple of bad losses on the road in the SEC, but again, like on the road, conference basketball is so tough. No matter who you're playing, mm-hmm. for some reason, not even like away college football is as bad. But for some reason, in college basketball, on the road within your conference, is just every game is tough. Um, so it's it's important. Like when they got that road win against Tennessee, their first like true like really good road win in conference, that was huge because they're hard to get. Uh, Nonetheless, it came on a half-court buzzer beater, so that's kind of hype. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, like this team has a chance. Again, you hope March Madness is a is a is a just a time of who is the hottest team right now and who is feeling it. So right, we can just hope and pray that Mizzou is on. Um, they have a chance to turn it on because against Bama, they shot seven for twenty-five from three, um, which is you know they had they forced night. No, oh, this is where I got that number, Nathan. They had nineteen. Mm-hmm. They forced nineteen turnovers against Bama, right? And only had five turnovers, and but there were seven for twenty-five from three. Like if you and produce nineteen yeah. turnovers, I want the teams to have went, won the game have to have be like in the ninety high nineties. If you force nineteen turnovers, but you know it's got to hope that they're on fire. And we've seen this. It really doesn't matter who you're playing. If a team's on number one seed, Virginia can lose. You know, so like you mm-hmm. just, if the right baskets fall and the right the ball bounces the right way, so right, you can only hope if you're a Mizzou fan, I guess. If you're a mm-hmm. Utah State fan, I'm sorry because we're not going to be cheering for you.
0: Well said, David. We're not Thank going you. to be cheering for Utah State. Uh, I believe the Mountain West, which is the conference that Utah State is in, is like one in 11 in the last 12 NCAA tournament games our conference has participated in. Mm. um, so that's good news. <laughs> if Bad news. If you're a Mizzou tournament history. <laughs> but however, After you could also say that means they're due. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> Which is not yes. good. So, well, all right, let's move on from the Mizzou talks to just the wider tournament. Uh, David, is there a seed that you were most surprised by? Um, aside from what you've already said about Mizzou, a team where you were like, really? They got that seed? That doesn't make any sense.
1: Um. I agree with yours. You're about to you're about you're about to drop that. I think one that really I'm kind of scratching my head by is Texas A&M got the same seed that Mizzou got. Uh, they lost to Alabama in the SEC championship. They got the two seed. Um, they I'm pulling up the stats now. They finished twenty five and nine, um, and they looked, they looked really good. Be some very, very good teams there to make that run, including, um, including Mizzou. At first, I was upset we lost to A but then they rattled off like eight wins in a row. Um, yeah, and I, I think people were like, really, the seven seed, um, because I think I, 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 this is you can check me on this. I think every, just about every team that either made or, um, won or lost the conference championship is at least you know is in the top seedage area except if you're like ohio state who somehow made a run with a losing record but usually like even if you lose that like arizona um ucla excuse me lost you know in their championship game and there are two seeds still and so i don't know i just i figured that a&m it, would have gotten a higher seed
0: yeah i thought i thought their resume showed that at like houston
1: know, Houston and Kansas didn't win their championship and they got the one seed still,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think Tennessee deserves the four seed that they got. Um I if you look at look at kind of the way that they finished their season, uh they they were at one point in the year a top five, and I think we're even ranked number one, although everybody was ranked number one this year and lost. But um they lost starting in February. Lost to Florida. Uh, beat twenty-five Auburn. Lost to Vandy. Lost to Mizzou. Somehow beat Alabama. Lost to Kentucky. Lost to A and M. Beat a terrible South Carolina team. Beat a decent to ne nah, Arkansas team. Lost to or lost to Auburn again. Lost to Ole Miss, and then lost to Mizzou. This may just be because I'm a Mizzou fan. That team is not better than Mizzou. They should not be three seeds better than Mizzou. No. You know, a well, six seed, fine. But that yeah. the team should not be a full three seeds ahead of where Mizzou is. Um, especially yeah. because they just didn't close the year well at all. No, they didn't.
1: And I... This... You've seen me like... I. On Twitter a couple of times, just been so upset with the Ken Palm rankings of like Mizzou being 61 in the Ken Palm rankings right now, even though they're mm-hmm. 25 and nine and we're in the semifinal mm-hmm. game of the SC championship, lost to the mm-hmm. number one overall seed in, the March, in March Madness. And mm-hmm. then when they beat Tennessee a second time, Tennessee de- didn't drop at all. They stayed number five in the country in the Ken Palm rankings. And Mizzou went from 59 to like, I think, 54. Like, how do you beat the supposed number five-ranked Ken Palm-ranked team and then Mizzou jumps five and Tennessee doesn't drop any? It's just really weird to me, not to mention something they can't control. They lost their best player who tours ACL. Um, But, I mean, still, though, like, it's just weird. Like, I I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of – well, maybe I wouldn't. I have Louisiana upsetting in a couple of my main brackets. I have Louisiana actually upsetting uh, Tennessee. To put
0: it again, mm-hmm. so yeah, I I just quite frankly think that Tennessee is just an overrated team, um, and that there's uh, people want them to be good more than they're actually good. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know if that's just that's where this is coming from, or maybe it's just that as a Mizzou fan. Um, I've watched Mizzou beat this team multiple times. And again, like you said, they're without their best player. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm picking Louisiana in the first round in most of my brackets. I can tell you that. Yeah. So, so there's that, um, cool. other thing before we get to another, another topic where I'm going to ask you a question, David, did you see what North Carolina did immediately after it was pretty much announced that their season was over? no. Um, they came out with the softest take ever. And we're like, we are, our goal was to win an NCAA title. And since we aren't going to get the opportunity to do that, we don't believe that we should, um, you know, be in the NIT. So we're not going to. Essentially, we're like, we didn't get into the big tournament. So we're not going to go to the other tournament. Um, this is the first time since the field was expanded in the 80s that a preseason number one ranked team has missed the NCAA tournament. Uh, and North Carolina then had the softest reaction ever, essentially. And we're like, no, we don't, we're not going to, we're, we're not doing the NIT. That's not, that's for losers and we're not losers. Well, you are. You are losers and you're sore ones at that. Um, and I thought that was funny, but also like, how far the grade have fallen. I mean, this team was in the national title game last year and now they have decided they don't want to play in the NIT because it's beneath them because they couldn't make the actual tournament.
1: Um, I want to get your thoughts. I think, well, I think they'll be okay. I think last year was writing Roy Williams recruits still. And I think Hubert Davis is still got to make it his own program. So I, I think they will be okay, but still though, that's like, I don't know. That's it is kind of a weird take of like these guys probably still want to play basketball and now their season's done. You know,
0: it just it seems like this is what you do. If you don't make the actual tournament, sorry, bad news. You got to play in the NIT. Like, yeah, it's just what you do. Just go play some more basketball. It's fine. These guys are making nil money anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I just felt really soft. And they the way that they worded it too was so like conceited and like essentially yeah, saying this this is beneath us and, and we don't think that we should have we're the people that should be involved in this. So whatever. I just think that's dumb. And I also think it's kind of funny. Um yeah. m- imagine North Carolina making like me liking Duke more than I currently like North Carolina. That's hmm. that's pretty wild. Who would have thought but it's true. So, so there's that. Um, all right, moving on. Another thing that this, this may just be. Be me here thinking about this uh, first. I, I, I want to say, I don't, this is not about Bill Self's uh, recent hospital visit. Um, this was something I've been thinking about before. Um, that happened, uh, for those of you that don't know, he, he recently had a stint put in, um, after suffering. I think they initially called it a heart attack, but have changed what they, the wording around it and like called it a, some sort of cardiac event. I don't know. Um, but he had a stent put in and we, he seems to be doing better. Um, but we don't really know when he's going to return to, to the sideline. Um, I think he's back is he is he all the way back? I didn't I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't watch Kansas last game in the Big 12 tournament. So,
1: well, they got killed by Texas, but I thought I read that he will be ready for round 1 Thursday or mm-hmm.
0: Friday, they play Friday maybe.
1: Mhm. I thought I saw okay. that though.
0: So, okay. So, him aside, is there just a lack of star coaching in this tournament? And by star coaching, I mean is the fact that there's no more Roy Williams and Coach K, and then Jim Boeheim. I don't know. It feels like there's less, like, Titans to root for or villains to root against, depending on your personal opinions. Is that just me, um who loves to root against Coach K in every aspect, or do you feel this, too?
1: Yeah, there aren't as much. I mean, you obviously have, like, um, a couple, right? If Bill Self... Still have Patino, Self, is Self in, Calipari. Patino, Calipari's back. I'm looking up. Um, I can't believe I'm like, his name, Kelvin Sampson, Houston's coach. I feel like houston yeah, has been there forever, but yeah, again, but it like, seems like a tier below. He's name never
0: up. made it to the mountaintop, right? Yeah, and like um, Mark Few is Gonzaga's coach, but yeah, the thing I remember most about Mark Few is that Gonzaga can never win a national title, and that Mark Few has a DUI. You know,
1: mm-hmm. so, I mean, there, I will fight back in that there are definitely coaches that are easy to cheer against exhibit A and B of Eric Musselman in Arkansas and Brad Underwood of Illinois, who are just annoying and obnoxious and loud and rude. But as far as like...
0: And Shaka Smart.
1: All all talent, you know, all worlds. It just, we don't have... I don't think there are a lot.
0: We don't have the Mount Rushmore coaches anymore, maybe. And that's just really just the Roy Williams, Coach K effect. But them... Not being involved in the tournament makes it feel it's a weird. lot less important. It's it's very yeah. strange. Um, but it just, it well, just simply even have, um, does. Michigan State,
1: they're not in the Oh, no, they're
0: in the tournament. So
1: I guess no, then you have Izzo's
0: in the tournament. You have Izzo, but I, I just feel like those he are the Mount of guys. Team.
1: That's probably a guy that people like to cheer against because he, he comes off very aggressive and
0: intense. He seems like a little bit of a jerk. Also, he's, he's got the nickname Mr. March and hasn't he only won like one national title? That feels like we can't. I guess the national title is technically played in April. So you could you could say that he's good at making it there. I don't know. I will always hate Michigan State for that year. They were a two seed and I had them winning my bracket and they lost to a 15 in the first round. Uh, really pulled a Mizzou Tigers out of their butt there.
1: Yeah, you're choosing the wrong people to uh, cheer- uh so they won in '979 ni- and 2000. Yes, they so lost in 2009 in the championship.
0: So, yeah, they. Well, I don't. We Final can't four him appearances: 2019 and 2015. John Wooden is Mr. March. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. come on. Um,
1: Dennis right. Gates is actually Mr. March because he's one for one right now.
0: Hundred percent. David, what's your favorite narrative of this tournament? What's your favorite narrative going in, or what's? Mm-hmm. I guess maybe the better question would be, what's a narrative you're rooting for to come true? Because that that could possibly be be it too. One
1: that I've heard, or one that I like, am creating because I want it to happen, kind of thing.
0: It could be either one. You could you can create one right now if you want.
1: I just think this little pool of teams is this really funny because as your mizzou Mizzou fan they're the most hateable right now arkansas and illinois play each other and then the winner of that will probably play kansas it's just like a group of three teams that just the three most hated teams yeah (laughs) yeah
0: so my narrative is can
1: neither can none of those teams make it so can howard there it is can howard make it to the sweet 16 and beat kansas and or arkansas illinois because those three teams are very very hateable right now.
0: Okay. Yeah. I have two. One of them I wrote on the document and that is <laughs> if Duke wins then Coach K is actually just overrated and a system coach. <laughs> um, and people are going to say like, well, these are all Coach K's recruits, like he just retired. How could- that's not possible. Uh, shut up. Cause it's fun to say this. Um, so, yeah, if Duke- I
1: forgot you're not a you're
0: not a uh, you're not a Coach K guy. No, I'm an anti Coach K guy. I think Coach K is the fakest nice guy that's ever existed in sports. Because he, every time his team loses, he's like, "I'm gonna go coach up the other locker room and say how proud I am of those guys," and also won't accept the losses from the season where he coached for Duke and his back hurt. Um, so he just those losses to his assistant yeah, coach hot that um, and also helped cover up his grandson's DUI. Uh, it, so, yeah, Coach K, not a not a nice guy, um, in my opinion, anyway, I guess. Uh, so also the the clip of him just falling on the ground um, is hilarious, even though he may have actually been ser- having a serious medical problem. But he was OK afterwards, so I can laugh about it now. Coach Coach K not mattering is funny. It's it's infinitely funnier because then all the Duke fans, when you say to them, Coach K is the system coach because your team just won it without Coach K, they're going to have to be like, no. Like, oh, so this win doesn't matter then? And and then you just put them in a mental pretzel. Uh, on the flip side, if Duke loses early, um, Coach K recruited a bunch of bums uh, and Sharia was doing the best he possibly could. With, Bro, you're trying with so hard to get this, aren't you? Abysmal recruits. Uh, the other narrative is, I love that Gonzaga can't win because every year I get to go, yeah, freaking Gonzaga. I mean, yeah, it's great, L- great Final Four appearances, great Sweet Sixteen appearances. Good job making it to the Elite Eight. You can't win a national title. You're not a blue blood, um, and I will, I will maintain that Gonzaga is not a blue blood until they win a national title.
1: Um, Ain't gonna happen this year because Grand Canyon's gonna get that upset. GCU, baby.
0: I mean, this is the year where it would happen, though, right? Because this is a year that they're a three seed now, and they've actually looked fallible at certain points in the season, even against the incredibly inferior opponents that they play um, in the uh, avocado toast conference or whatever the frick it's called out there, where they have St. Mary's and a bunch of uh, Division II schools. So, yeah, I, 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 I think Zaka continuing to not win is funny. Also, don't like Mark Few because he seems like a jerk. So, I, I if you can't tell, I enjoy just rooting against people because
1: um, I'm a remember. bad person.
0: Um,
1: what? Where do they play?
0: Isn't it the West Coast Conference? Isn't that the name of it?
1: I, I kind of want to be in the Big Sky Conference. I feel like just every school in Montana is in that one or something.
0: Or oh, guys. three of them? Two of them? Yeah. How many schools are there in Montana? Can't be many. No, not Mountain West. Is that what you said, or did you say no, something else? No, West Coast Conference. That's the one they play in. I know. It's the WCC Put some respect on my name.
1: It is the WCC. They play in the West Coast Conference.
0: So, <laughs> I hate the, I hate that you said that like I didn't just say it. Like an announcement? You're so frustrating. You're like, actually, you're wrong. They play in the West Coast Conference, the conference that is on the West Coast. I love um, gaslighting.
1: Um, My other narrative is just going to be like Mizzou. Like, ride that. They're going to break, kind of like the Chiefs did with Mahomes, like breaking all past you know, just go goes in the closet and Mazoo's
0: um, game again,
1: Thursday at twelve forty PM. So that works for me.
0: Um, so David's narrative could likely be dead Thursday at like 12 or like two thirty PM. Oh, it could be,
1: but uh, <laughs> I think Dennis Gates is going to break that. And I, why well, i ask you this, what does, where does Dennis Gates, ha- how far does Dennis Gates have to get this team to be like a, this is a he? new t- Missouri Tigers. He has to get a team. win. He has to get a so? win if he okay. makes
0: the round of thirty-two. I mean, because nobody expects them to be Arizona if they do make it. If Arizona wins their opening matchup, which I know Princeton ninety-nine
1: percent. Yeah.
0: Hey, they're be calculating the trajectory they need to shoot exactly, just probably in their head while they're shooting it. So they got to be mm-hmm. good from from deep. Um, Yeah, I I mean, nobody expects him to win that. This isn't a top-seeded team. It's a 7 seed Mizzou team that has doubled their win total from last year, um, and he's kind of pulled a program out of the dregs already. So if they can just win a game, I think it's going to be good for them because then everything else is all gravy. Preseason? Yeah, weren't they picked like 13th? No, 13th. God, even worse. Yeah, Yeah. so I mean, they were way overperformed.
1: I was like... Interesting. I'm not going to say much because you know they've been disappointing the last couple yeah. years. But I was like, 13, really, and it's worked out. Um, so yeah, that that is a good point of like the first round. It's like, okay, we got to break that. We let's just win one game. No one thinks Mizzou can win a tournament game. But in the second round, it's like everyone's picking Arizona. No one's going to pick Mizzou. So now they got something right on there. You know, like they always have a little bit of something that kind of a chip on their shoulder. And even guys have interviewed and felt that way guys have said like mm-hmm. Dennis Gates wasn't even in consideration for coach of the year and Nick honor. And some of these guys didn't win awards and they're like, we've been playing with a chip on our shoulder all year. And mm-hmm. I don't think that's like a created chip to make them, you know, seem like they could play better. Like, I mean, people haven't been respecting Missouri and it, I'm not necessarily upset. Like Missouri sucks the last couple of years. Like, probably yeah, probably I mean, again.
0: A, you have to earn it. You have to earn yeah. respect, but if they win a game, I think that'll be, Oh, okay. Yeah. Mizzou, Zoo, this program seems to be turned around. They won their first tournament game in a long time. Um, any, Especially if they can, I mean, heck, if they beat an Arizona team, they're fully back. But
1: if, goodness, if they yeah. can even
0: play close to an Arizona team um, it's really talented, then I think they'll get a lot of respect from people going into the next season. Yeah. David, uh, to wrap up, a couple of major predictions. Well, maybe not major, the first one, but the second one is. Dark Horse final four team. Um I would say Dark Horse has to be a team that is a five seed or higher which I believe um of like the last 10 years I think there's only been one final four where there hasn't been a team higher than a five seed. We're getting a lot of upsets recently. I mean we're having mm. 11 seeds, 8 seeds um, nine seeds make the final four regularly, so if you're thinking about filling out a one-one-one bracket or a one-one-one-two two. <laughs> bracket or something like that, you know, think again, maybe. So, is there is there a team your eye in there that? It's, it's a- um
1: for me, I'm I'm looking at Texas A&M. And I've already talked about them. Seven seed. Um, they're averaging seventy-three points per game. They're four and one versus top twenty-five teams um 15 and 3 in the conference they they're really really good they rebound well they make free throws which is, i mean free throws especially in the uh tournament is big um they they just look really good they beat bama they beat tennessee they beat arkansas they beat armst they beat auburn twice missouri twice you know um so and, again, this team is streaky at the right time. I know they just lost in the SEC championship. But they fit – I'm pretty – if I'm not mistaken, they were sitting around eight or nine at some point in the uh, SEC play this year. And then they just rattled off – they started rattling off the wins and, and went on a streak. And I think they're hot at the right time. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, here it is right here. They finished the season on a 16-3 and uh, run. Like that's really mm-hmm. really what you need out of your team going into March, and I think I think they could do it. They had to play Penn State and they'll most likely have to play a Texas team, which honestly has been streaky at times. They just beat Kansas in the championship game, but you know it, other times they lose games they should win so if they get past that they got to play teams like Iowa State or Xavier so I really just think there are winnable games and they could uh yeah I, I think they could make it.
0: Yeah, um, I I think that's a that's a really good pick. I think you're right. That's a team that is uh kind of had the hot hand recently, but also is something that people like to do, which is kind of a little bit of a fallacy, is decide that teams that win the conference championship tournament are, are hot enough to just win in the NCAA tournament. Um, which is not always the case. So maybe them actually not winning that kind of kind of helps them stay more of a dark horse because I think if they win the SEC tournament, everybody's like, oh, gotta watch out, A and M. You know, mm-hmm. nobody can beat them right now. Um, I'm going with Memphis. Mm-hmm. Memphis is once again an eight seed this year. They played a probably the best game of the tournament last year, aside from maybe the the actual national championship game um against Gonzaga and returned almost the exact same team. Uh, they're really fun to watch. They're super athletic. Um they can move the ball around, they're fast and they can they can really turn it on when they need to. I I I I think this team can make a deep run, like final four. Seriously. Um so
1: yeah, they're averaging 80 points a game, which is crazy.
0: Yeah. They they're just they're overwhelm people. Um so that they, I mean they're an 8 seed but they they play like a they play like a top 4 seed seriously. Um and they have the talent to be one. So I'm a, I'm going with them. Yeah.
1: I feel like it's fun right. every year picking the tournament. It's like every single time it's like, well, I don't know if this many upsets will happen. You like you try to just strategize every pick and like, uh, I think most of the top seeds will get in and every year. Yeah. And then every year thin. our
0: bracket is just absolutely torched. Um, and of course, the of the have surely
1: someone will get it close. And then again, every year it's like, nope.
0: And you always got to pick the 12, five matchup and then you're just wrong. You just inevitably somehow pick the only one where the five seed actually wins. Mm-hmm. Um, that happens. That happens a lot, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Pick a winner. Who you got winning the whole thing?
1: I think it's Alabama. I hate that I'm picking
0: Bama to win
1: basketball, not in football, which what it
0: usually is. Basketball this, school, Alabama, they won this title? Honestly,
1: they're averaging 82. <laughs> 82.2 points a game, um, and they're giving up 68 a game. And they're just they're so good they shoot they're such a tall and like lanky team so that makes it tough defensively offensively mm-hmm. if you're playing them but those same guys can shoot so well and um, right in the tournament usually it's like all right shooting can shooting can be hot shooting can be cold but like if you're a good defensive team you have a good chance of making it far in the tournament because that's just like an effort and a, a preparation and a fundamentals thing of all right play good defense we practice this shooting mm-hmm. is off and on you never know so like a bam a team like bama who's given up 68 points a game but also scoring 82 a game it's like it's just impressive um it feels weird it feels wrong that i'm choosing maybe a team that isn't usually here to win it um but that's honestly how it's been I, they what was it CBS posted like a side-by-side graphic of like the last eight most picked winners and then the actual last eight winners. And there were only two of the last eight that were selected. And that was North Carolina. And then that was, um Oh, who was it? I can't remember, but two of the, two of the eight people actually, you know, picked correctly. So I was like, okay, maybe it's okay that it feels wrong because the team mm-hmm. that everyone always picks usually actually doesn't win at all. So mm-hmm. I'm going to choose Bama. I think they'll win it.
0: And I'm going to choose the team that everybody always picks, at least this year. Um, the team that actually lost to my dark horse pick just recently, Houston. Mm. They're physical. They're overwhelming. They do play in a weaker conference. Uh, but they are 31-3 and on the season. Uh, just lost to Jeez. Memphis um, in the tournament coached by Kelvin Sampson, who is, who's probably one of the best coaches left in, in college basketball. They're tough. I mean, they're real, they're a tough physical team. Um, they got a lot of length and a lot of defense. Um, I've been reading up about them cause I was just picking through my first bracket. Their road doesn't seem, you know, terrible either, quite honestly on the way, uh, they're, I mean, their second round matchup is going to be against either Iowa or Auburn, which is really easy for them. Um, and then they, you know, they could they could end up playing a team Indiana, Miami. Um, I think they're really not going to get tested until the Elite Eight, quite honestly, based off of what I've seen and what I've read about them. And this is a team that has been mentioned. They're they're outside of the Power Five, although Houston is moving to the Big Twelve soon. Um, mm-hmm. I think, right. Uh, so yeah, they won't be for longer, but they're one of the, they're the outside of the power five team that keeps getting mentioned consistently. Um, you know, the last couple of years because they have been consistently good under Kelvin Sampson. And this just seems like this, if they're going to do it, this is the year they're going to do it. And this is the team they're yeah. going to do it with. So
1: when well, a couple people, a couple like big people have kind of counted Houston out, like I just don't know if they can do it. And people don't realize that their all American guard. Marcus Sasser wasn't playing. In that championship game, and they actually almost were able and to he, win. And, and that doesn't—he
0: is going. They—they've come out and said that he's probably going to be playing in their first okay. in their first game, and if not in their first game, he's going to be in their round of thirty-two game if they beat the sixteen seed. Which, yeah,
1: and that doesn't—you know—that's not to. bad talking on, on Memphis, but Marcus Sasser is like a unanimous All-American. Like when you don't have a guy like that, that's going to affect your play. Right. So I, I, you can't Obviously. judge this Houston team based off this championship game when they didn't have him. Him in, And especially knowing that he's going to be back. This team is like the 31 win team that we saw all year, you know? Right.
0: Right. Okay. I, that, that about wraps it up. Um, unless there's, there's anything else you think we need, we need to hit on. I think we probably have covered it. And by covered it, I mean, talked about a little bit of it because there's 68 teams in this damn thing. So we can't talk about everybody.
1: What one seed is at most risk of a first or second round. Ex- Purdue.
0: Purdue. That was so Edie gets three fouls in the first four minutes of the game, and then Purdue doesn't know what to do with themselves. Mm. Also, just I as as Nathan has already said on this podcast, and he's also talking in a third person right now. I love to root against people, and I hate watching Zach Edie play basketball. He's not as bad as guys like Taco Fall, um, in which they're only there because they're big. He does have some skill, but he he's so whiny for a person who's seven foot four. It's just so frustrating
1: oddly enough i think kansas they they were dominating for a large 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 portion Lord. of the year and even like when they beat Missouri, i'm like this team is better than they were last year and they won the national championship but then this like last couple of weeks they like get blown out by texas in the regular season um they drop i think they they drop a game to k-state they get blown out in the big 12 chance. It's like really weird. Like this team's dominating. And then it's all of a sudden it's like, how'd you just lose by 20 points? I, I know Texas is good, but you're the top seed in the country. How'd you just lose by 20? It, it's just really weird. I don't I don't really understand.
0: Yeah. They don't seem to have that. And I, I've seen limited, um, limited Kansas games this year. Uh, I've only really watched the really big ones, but they don't seem to have that, Remy Martin guy um who came off the bench for them last year would just provide a huge spark. It seems like if their starters aren't hitting shots, they don't have a guy they can go to off the bench to really lift the team. Um which was Remy Martin was huge for their national title run last year. So I I I think that yeah, I could I could see them losing. Also, again, we want them to lose, right? So course, Yeah. It's it's kind of like yeah. If Howard I, I,
1: won, that'd be so hype.
0: Oh um, yeah. If Howard won, I I'd count that as a national title for Mizzou, hang the banner. Come on. I and mean, then really? Yeah. Yeah.
1: The only other question I have which is kind of fun, what what is your prediction your biggest upset in the round of 64? Like of all the games, what do you think will be the biggest upset?
0: You know, what? let's just look at the one bracket that I have made so far. I think also, David, I have decided I am I'm done with the era of making 25 brackets. I just don't have the energy. Really? Um, you know, what you I could do. this is what happens when you have a, a, a full time job, which isn't like a brag. It's just a, I now understand why adults are, were always so tired when I was a kid.
1: You could do the easy, like the smart bracket simulation or the random simulation and then fix a couple and just simulate all th- throughout them all, you know?
0: I have UNC Asheville beating UCLA Ooh. in the first round.
1: A oh, 15-2. Dog.
0: That's not really based on anything, except I know that um, one of UCLA's best players towards Achilles during the Pac-12 tournament, which can't be yeah. good, right? That can't be good for the team. Um, and also, I just wanted to pick a 15-2. So I picked that one. So who knows, but I did that oddly enough
1: what well, I, I don't know why just Grand Canyon just seems like the team it, it, it I'm reading you know march seventeenth six thirty five p m on true t v three gonzaga fourteen Grand Canyon, like my eyes see that, and I just see upset for some reason
0: like mm-hmm. it's just
1: like the story's writing itself almost you know what I mean it's poetic almost it's it's i
0: don't know it's true a Grand canyon um isn't not that the school where most of their um, students are actually just online, right? And they don't yeah, because any actually, like
1: concert or any big event and like go to Grand Canyon U.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like the okay, University actually, of Phoenix, but with a basketball team.
1: Yeah, my real answer is actually Iona with against UConn, just because Rick Pitino is the coach.
0: <laughs> Rick Pitino knows knows two things: Ricky, Ricky, um, Ricky, being a certifiable creep. And coaching teams to deep NCAA tournament runs. So, yeah. hey,
1: but you know, Ole Miss just proved that it doesn't really matter as long as you can, as long as you can win games. It doesn't matter what you do as a coach.
0: Is Ole Miss winning enough games for it to not matter?
1: Well, they just hired Chris Beard, who was just fired from Texas for beating his wife and and stuff like that. Ole Miss just hired him as their basketball coach.
0: No, yeah, I know that. What I'm saying is, like, first of all, is Ole Miss or his it's Chris Beard won enough games for that to Oh, you know, that to really that's really matter. Point.
1: Yeah, he went like 8-1, and people were like, bro. Apparently, he's uh, yeah. letting it get to his head, too. How?
0: I don't know. How do you make that look good? It's so
1: soon, too. Like, it was like two and a half, three months ago.
0: Yeah, he didn't even have the season out. He didn't even have the Rick Pitino, which what Rick Pitino did was I don't really want to argue the morality of whether it's worse or not. I don't think it's as bad. It's still not great. I, you shouldn't be hiring prostitutes for, you know, recruits. But if Rick Pitino did the, like, I'm going to go to Greece and I'm going to get away from basketball for a little bit, or the NCAA for a little bit, and Chris Beard just immediately went from, eh. Uh, yeah, he's probably still in the lawsuit. He's
1: probably going to trial, like, next Tuesday. He's like, well, all right, Ole Miss, let's do this.
0: According to the school, they have gone – They've gone through the delicate vetting process and legal obstacles required to clear the Texas coach to hire him. Um, I don't know if that means legal process of he was still under contract with Texas and maybe had a non-compete or legal process of he is accused of multiple felonies. Um, (laughs) We are very excited to welcome Coach Beard and his daughters, Avery, Ella, and Margo to the Ole Miss family. What about it? That is what the Ole Miss athletic director said in a statement. Interesting. There is no doubt Coach Beard is one of the top candidates in the nation. After conducting due diligence and speaking to a number of Id- individuals on and off the court, it was evident that he is the right person to guide our team to greatness. So, looks like in the future, there's going to be no team I'm rooting more against than Ole Miss. Yeah. Which... Remember, I don't remember the guy's name, but do you remember when that one guy played for Ole Miss and he was really good, but he was also maybe the most infuriating college basketball player to ever watch? Ever, you know, you can picture his face right now, but I have no idea what his name is. Yeah. What? So it's 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 going to be the most hateable Ole we'll Miss never know. since yeah. that, or since the fact that every day I remember that they have "Ole" in the name of their freaking school. Come on, Ole Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> golly. I right. hey, just say
1: the entire name? Yeah, we're <laughs> talking about Ole Miss, so we really we really need to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's
1: go. Um yeah, man. Horns down, Rock Chalk, Dead Chalk, you know, all the I fun was... things that people say. Probably actually quite a bit. Um go Blue Jays. I gotta support, you know.
0: You're sounding Ed like Moss. you're sounding like Donald Trump. Everything other people are saying this. They're all saying it. It's not me. I'm just repeating them. <laughs> Um.
1: Yeah. Well, wow, we're now talking about Donald Trump. We really need to. <laughs> hit no, it's it's past eleven.
0: Donald Trump actually the next head basketball coach for Ole Miss. Um. They tried to find him the only other person with more baggage. He would like walk out
1: the court like can't do that. Ref, you're fired. You're fired. Um. Yeah. This has been. What do you want to watch? A, a little March Madness preview and a little you know Donald Trump talking. No big deal. Um. And um. Yeah, we gotta really wrap this up. It's just slowly unwinding, like, Missouri's tournament play the last 20 years.
0: All uh, right, just say bye, David. Good. Episode Lord. 80. <laughs> See y'all later.
1: Bye.